Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pixels, a show about video game, video games. What do you know? Video games is what we talk about. Um, we are going to be talking about Blizzard Entertainment, uh, the GeForce Now, which is launched. It's available. Uh, Rockstar, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, bunch of financial and other information. It's going to be really interesting. I promise. I promise it is going to be interesting. Um, and I'm Patrick Beja. And we could have started with other things than Blizzard and the Warcraft 3 Reforged controversy. But I figured since we have Nick, also known as Taliesin from the Taliesin and Evitel Wondrous Wisdom Show Weekly Reset channel, Taliesin and Evitel... Um, oh. Uh, let's start with Blizzard. Hello, Taliesin. How's it going? Hello, Patrick. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. I'd like to add a little caveat to your introduction in that right. I can't guarantee it's going to be interesting, but um, <laughs> I, I'm going to try my best as always. No half measures here. Nuh-uh. Um, there's, so, a, there's a smorgasbord to talk about today. I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, and just to be clear, you are still baby free at this point. At uh, this moment, although I can't guarantee okay. for how much longer, um, <laughs> if 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 suddenly you hear wailing and crying in the background, um, that's not a baby. That's my wife. That's what your I might wife. have to go and yes, like, okay. deliver it myself. And I'll try and keep on talking as I do so. Just bear in mind <laughs> that there'll be some background noise, okay? Fair enough. Thank you very much for your commitment to Pixels. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, we're still a few weeks away from uh, the baby uh, coming, so it should be okay. We'll... We'll do our best. Yeah, um, we're both very excited because we need a tank, you know, so. Um. <laughs> and when you say both, you mean uh, me and you. So that, that should be. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Blizzard Entertainment and the, do you say vicissitudes in, in English or is that a French word? I mean, I... cleverer people than me, Mike Patrick, but uh, <laughs> I can't say I've ever gone down that road. So let's not. Let's let's be safe. It might be tre treacherous, as is the road to everything, really, having to do with Blizzard this, these days. So a couple of very quick notes before we get into the Warcraft 3 Reforged uh, issues. Um, Gears of War studio head, the Coalition uh, studio head... His name is Rod uh, Ferguson, is leaving the coalition, so Gears of Wars, of War, and, and joining Blizzard to head the Blizzard franchise. Uh, so, I The Diablo franchise. Oh, yes, the Blizzard. Yes, sorry. The Diablo franchise, obviously, um, which is... It's an interesting move because, well, let me ask you, what, what do you think of this, of this move? Um, well, I mean, first of all, um, I'm impressed that, uh, you know, anyone would make that move at the moment because as we're going to find out in, when we start talking about Warcraft 3 Reforged and, and everything else around it, I feel like it takes a brave man 
to um, step into the blizzard <laughs> breach at the moment. It's it's kind of like a guarantee of abuse and harassment. <laughs> and, um, you know, some would say not unjustifiably so, but um, or, or just, just a lot of flack um, coming your way. And I don't think Diablo 4 is going to be much different just because that's just people's attitude with this certain company at the moment for, for, for good or for bad. I mean, there um, will... So- yeah, there there will always be people unhappy, but he's not going to be on the front lines, I don't think. He's going to head the Diablo franchise as a whole, so Diablo 4, Diablo Immortal, probably some other things in there as well at some point. Uh, and also, you're talking about Courage. Having headed the Gears franchise, he's got, you know, he's like rushing into battles to 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 fight the swarm with Dom at his side. Like, he's, he's a buff that's not how it works right that's definitely how it works no it's definitely how it works and whatever franchise you look after it impacts your physical form and daily routine (laughs) everyone knows that um so again uh, he's a brave man taking on the diablo franchise in that case indeed that trailer still gives me nightmares patrick (laughs) um yeah it's it's interesting because i've seen a lot of people comparing uh gears and where it's been in recent years and and sort of uh, uh, drawing conclusions to what it means for Diablo, um, I think I would have had the same reaction. But the reality is Blizzard is very much made of people from other studios. Um, not everyone at Blizzard was there from the beginning. Actually, very few people at Blizzard were there from the beginning because it was a tiny place. Um and so if you look at the people who have been uh, heading successful games and franchises at Blizzard for the past 15 years, most of them come from the, you know, the rest of the industry. So he's a highly qualified person. I doubt he's all of a sudden going to replicate what was happening <laughs> with the Coalition and Gears of War uh, for Diablo. But um, yeah, it's just it, it, there are tons of people who came from other studios before and Blizzard at least, I, I think it's debatable the, the, how it's going now at Blizzard, but at least um, for a, a good while there was a special place because people who came there from other places were made part of the Blizzard way of things and were, you know, some big successes, some less big successes, but mostly they adopted the... It, it, there was a Blizzard touch and when they left Blizzard, many of them did not ma- did not manage to replicate that Blizzard touch in other companies and with other uh, um, initiatives. So I don't think the fact that he comes from uh, the coalition and before that he had a hand in other uh, 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 franchises, it doesn't really mean much uh, other than he's like he's an industry veteran, as many other people who joined Blizzard were have been and uh before so that's interesting because that's not that's not quite the the mindset that i'm seeing a lot of reaction to this online because i think what you're you're saying is absolutely true it used to be a case of um you know when people come from other big franchises or or, uh, other big companies it was almost a case of hey lucky them they get to work on blizzard stuff and 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 sort of improve and 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 you know be part of this whole thing i feel like there's there's much more an attitude amongst close blizzard watchers which i'd have to say i am um the at the moment when when people come from other franchises you know when when a, a writer comes from um you know cd project red to come and work and wow or something like that there's much more a sense of oh good we need this guy 
mm. um, and 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 the expertise he can bring, and 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 you know what can he change to to make it more like this other thing that they were on and that they were working on before, which is maybe a slight change and maybe kind of represents Blizzard's standing amongst gamers at the moment, in that um, it, it used to be a case of ah. Oh, this lucky person coming to work for Blizz. Yeah. And now it's much more a case of, oh, we're lucky to have this person from uh, from Gears of War or this person from CD Projekt Red. And um, that's been a noticeable kind of change over the last couple of years, I think. Yeah, I think that's very true. I do think it represents the attitude of the player base a lot more than uh, the actual people going to work for Blizzard. Oh, I think, yeah, I think amongst the young ones, um, there's a lot of, oh, I get to work for Blizzard. This is awesome. Again, arguably, maybe more before than there is now. Although, I mean, but OK, but for the the the, the higher up executives and, and studio heads and things like that, you know, it's it's a bigger part of a business decision. It's, I'm sure uh, that Ferguson is getting paid a lot and probably more than he yeah. was uh, at the coalition. Just la- you know, lateral moves and and well, not lateral, but you you change companies and <laughs> salary is a big part of that. Um, and it's it's a big, you know. When you're at those levels, it's a lot of management. It's not like you sit around in a in a room playing games. You know, it's a lot of work and it's uh, administrative. And even game design is fun, but it's work. So yeah. I don't know how much that plays into it. Probably, I think a little bit less than for young, strappy programmers or artists that are like, "Oh my god, I get I get to draw uh, thrall all day." You know, things like that. <laughs> I think I think being in charge of Diablo has to be one of the biggest jobs in games right now yeah. um, with with this sort of imminent release of Diablo 4 and probably one of the longest contracts in games as well. I mean, you know, thinking from job security, it's like, well, I'm in charge of Diablo. You know, my main job at the moment is probably to get Diablo 4 out. I've got till like 2025 to do that. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is, I, can, I can really settle down here in Anaheim. It's going to be fantastic. Indeed um all right uh and yeah just just to be clear we don't know exactly what his responsibilities are going to be but there is a game director for diablo 4 itself uh so heading the franchise is is probably more of a overarching management uh role i don't think he's going to go and and even executively produce i'm sure he's going to have stuff to say but he's not going to be directly in charge of that game uh it doesn't seem like so no, but it'll be the biggest plate on his table, you'd have thought. For sure, for sure, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting uh, a few years for him because Diablo is one of the biggest franchise in gaming, franchises in gaming, and it's in a, such a weird place right now. Um, still waiting for, for to hear from Immortal. I, I'm actually oh, looking yeah. forward to, he, to, to that as well. So. Every now and then I just remember Immortal again, yeah. and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. There's this. <laughs> Another thing we also remember every now and then, and that we're going to be remembering uh, a, a little bit more in the next few days for those who like it, is the Overwatch League, um, which goes oh, yeah. hand in hand. <laughs> See, I told you. Um, <laughs> Blizzard has signed an exclusive deal with Google, with YouTube, um, to stream the Overwatch League along with all of their esports uh, tournaments, all of their esports 
anything really, um, which goes again hand in hand with a reverse deal for Blizzard to use Google's uh, cloud services. They were using Amazon, I believe, mainly. I don't think that's um, very widely publicly known, but I've heard rumblings that 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 is what they were using until now. So they're going to be transferring um, to Google. That is not, I, I think it's a mix between proprietary and uh, cloud services. So I don't know if they're transferring everything to Google as a cost slash technology um, decision. That's not very clear. I guess we'll know at some point. But the important thing is they are ditching Twitch entirely and going to Google, to YouTube for all of their live streaming needs for all of their esports um, events for all of Activision Blizzard. It's not just the Overwatch League, but probably the Overwatch League is a little bit more visible because they're going big on it. But it also uh, uh, happens for Call of Duty, Hearthstone, all of those. Uh, so good choice, bad choice. What do you think? I, I think I'm, it's a fascinating choice, and it's 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 one that I'm kind of obsessed with at the moment because uh, I I don't know if it's good or not, um, and I I, I really want to see how it plays out. I suspect in the long run it might be quite good for Blizzard, um, and certainly good for YouTube. And um, in my line of work, this is obviously a thinking as well. I think it's I, if I was one of the casters or creators working on those things, I'd be face palming incredibly hard now um, <laughs> and, and just going, why would you do this to me? Why would you move me off Twitch and, yeah. and, and put me onto YouTube? Um, and so that that is the biggest problem that I see with it. But um, I, I think it's good to be diversifying in sort of live streaming services. And um, I, I, I'm as someone who primarily makes their work on YouTube in video form, I'm fascinated to see how that goes. Yeah, it's... A, it's uh, what do you think? Because I can't, I, can't, I can't come down one side or the other on it. I, in, in, some days I wake up and it's the worst idea that's ever happened and it'll be the death <laughs> of all of these esports. And sometimes I wake up and it's this brave new frontier, this brave new world, which I'm incredibly excited about. I think there is an argument to be made that they could be on both. Um, but then obviously they wouldn't get the piles of money that YouTube is paying them um, to be exclusive on their platform. Mm -hmm. uh, the big question for the player base is going to be the reach. And are people going to um, switch from Twitch to YouTube for watching streaming content? Um, I wonder if... The, the Overwatch League is enough of a draw to get people like how many people watching the Overwatch League were specifically tuning in to wherever it was streaming to watch that and how many people were watching because it happened to be on Twitch and they already they like Overwatch. They know Twitch. They're on Twitch regularly anyway. Um so they would watch that. I, I think there's little doubt that the viewership numbers are going to go down. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, that that is, I mean, the people who tune in to watch, of which I am a part of, uh, to watch, it doesn't really matter where it is, are going to watch anyway on YouTube. But there are definitely additional people who were on Twitch and who were like, okay, I'll watch this since it's, it's showing now. Um, I wonder if YouTube, if we can see, that is a, a question I don't have the answer to, YouTube being a bigger platform for gaming in general not for streaming obviously twitch is the biggest platform for twitch uh, for streaming i wonder if youtube being a bigger platform for gaming in general is going to have somehow positive uh impacts 
on on that maybe well that's the thing it's not like there isn't an audience there on yeah. youtube who are there specifically for gaming content and uh, as someone who makes content on on the platform it's not like that audience isn't willing to kind of watch content that's there and and, and try new content when it kind of appears um obviously that hasn't transferred into their live streaming so much um, but then there's not that many people willing to make that jump and to and, and, and to take the risk on it. Having said that, I know people who live stream Overwatch and um, uh, Warcraft and other Blizzard games on the platform and do very well um, and, and, you know, make their living out of it, which is, I guess, all you can ask for. Um, and, oh, really? And have so kind there, of, there yeah. are people who are pro streamers on YouTube specifically? Yeah, and who came from Switch, uh, Twitch, sorry. So they're bringing an audience with them to a certain degree. Um, I, I I don't really know anyone that's started from scratch on the platform, mm. but I know people have made the move over and and bought <laughs> do you know all of why, their audience, but a sizable proportion. Do, do you know why they would choose YouTube over Twitch? It seems like Twitch is really, and we've seen these kinds of uh, competitive moves on streaming platforms, obviously with Mixer and and YouTube and Facebook uh, gaming even. Um, so this is another kind of uh, chess move in that giant chess game that is happening in, in streaming at the moment. But do you know why anyone would choose to leave Twitch for YouTube uh, gaming on, to stream, which seems to everyone, I think, uh, like a lesser platform. Yes. Um, so the uh, the big one is is Panzer Trade Chat, um, who was uh, quite a big uh, YouTube creator, yeah, um, and um, and and was at the forefront of World of Warcraft streaming. Like you know. Uh, back when it was just in tv you know she was there from the very dawn of it and one of the doesn't quite get the credit she deserves really um for being a, a trailblazer in that um and uh yeah she left the platform um for a couple of reasons she felt like they weren't giving her a fair deal on uh revenue split um and youtube just offered her a better deal uh, and secondly um the the fact that um in, on youtube uh comments and profiles and followers aren't anonymous Ah. So there's there's a lot more kind of responsibility and 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 uh, uh, accountability. Yeah, accountability. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, and and as I, I guess a a female in gaming who can occasionally get targeted by a certain element, that was very appealing to her. Mm. Oh, I can't say I blame her. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, and she's she's much happier there mm. as well and, and she's and doing she's a, well on youtube oh yeah i mean she's she's a big fish in a smaller pond um but she's she's doing great well that's so it's possible good to hear yeah i guess maybe we'll see we'll see i think uh, again the 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 maybe the best course of action would be to stream everywhere and and i'm sure a lot of people are thinking why wouldn't you stream everywhere uh it might be a short-sighted decision to get a pile of money from youtube and google to to do that um because then you limit your reach but it's possible that youtube actually for for gaming has a, a significantly bigger reach in a, a more casual audience i don't know that it can be transferred over to the overwatch league though and that's um it's, I'm it's really starting sorry. in a few days so yep evertel is shouting at me now she's uh it <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot um uh panzer actually went to facebook not youtube that's my ah, yeah okay. yeah um and look okay the point is the same if you can do it on facebook <laughs> you can do it anywhere all right <laughs> uh if you yeah that we should put that someone should put that uh in a song um <laughs> All right, let's talk about 
Uh, and and we should really tell women not to interrupt when serious people are talking. So I know my sandwich is going to take ages to come now. That is unacceptable. She's already busy making a baby. What more can we? <laughs> All right, I'll stop there. Um, uh, hi, Evitel. Hello. Um, so, Warcraft Three Reforged. This is a um, to me a pretty big deal. For those who don't know, Warcraft 3 Reforged is the remastered version of Warcraft 3, a very important game in Blizzard's history, a RTS, a real-time strategy game. It was announced at BlizzCon 2018, um, and they talked about it a little bit at BlizzCon 2019, and it was supposed to come out late 2019. It was delayed by about a month and released a about 10 days ago in uh, at the end of January. There were a number of issues with that release. I'm going to try to list a few of them and then we can discuss. Um, first of all, one thing which we'll talk about at the maybe later in the discussion is the issues with mods. They are a lot more restrictive with the way mods work with the new version than they were in previous versions. Um, they kind of aligned their policies with what was happening on um, StarCraft II Remastered. Uh, sorry, StarCraft I Remastered. And it is a lot more restrictive. You can't use other companies or people's IPs. You uh, can't do uh, import or create models or buildings uh, yourself. And Blizzard owns everything you create. At least that's what they say in the text. We'll talk about this in a second. Mm -hmm. The more important aspect to me is uh, the, the bungled aspect of uh, Blizzard, of the, the, the game when it was released. Um, they have uh, removed the ability to play, essentially, Warcraft 3 Classic, um, even if you had bought it on Battle.net. I mean, if you have the old discs, you can still install it, but nothing online is available on that version. And if you have it installed um, on your computer from Battle.net, then it switches. It switched you to a slightly different version of Reforged. So Reforged is now the only version of Warcraft 3 that exists, even if you had bought the original one on Battle.net before. I think that wouldn't be a, a tremendously huge issue. I can understand that, you know, they made a pristine version of, of the new one. Um, they want everyone to be on the same code base and not have to maintain 15 different versions. Okay, fair enough. Except there are issues with the um, current one, with the reforged version. And even more than that, there are functionalities, especially online, that have been taken away from uh, this version. So essentially, so it's, th it's things like uh, ranked, clans, I'm not exactly, like the details don't really matter all that much, but it's significant parts of the online experience that isn't available, that aren't available on Reforged. Um, and, and you can't play the classic version where those were available anymore because it's actually been taken away. There are also technical issues, like um, the fact that parts of the animation on the characters, on the units, is uh, capped uh, in frame rates. It's 30 FPS only, 
in a game that is supposed to be the definitive reimagining of te technical excellence of a classic game, I think that is pretty unacceptable. It might be because the models are so complex that they can't animate them fast enough on, on smaller um, rigs or even on bigger rigs because they could have unlocked it. But then, you know, either delay it a little bit more to, to fix it, to optimize it, or... Um, change the delay it to to change the models don't create models that are so complex if that's even the issue that you can't animate them properly um there's that there is a number of, of other issues but to me uh the the biggest problem is that all of this was not communicated some of it they are arguing was communicated at uh, BlizzCon 2019 in a somewhat obscure panels uh, panel. Uh, but things like one of the bigger issues, the recreated uh, in-game cinematic that was part of the big splash announcement of 2018 as a uh, completely rethought um, camera placement, uh, animation, like it felt like a, a, a much bigger deal of a cinematic has been reverted to essentially what it was in the original game with the nicer models. And in some of the later communication, they were saying, you know, we don't want the game to feel too far from the original one. But that was very, like you really had to, to dig for specific information about the game to even be aware of this. And they had said they would give the same treatment to all of the in-game cinematics. <clears throat> and they ended up doing it for none of them, including the one that was present at the announcement in 2018, which was, again, very much part of the communication uh, for the game. So I think there are a lot of people who were um, expectedly expecting that kind of experience when um, they bought the game and didn't get it. Like, it's, to me, and I'm going to give you the talking stick now, Nick, but to me, this is very different from every other issue we've had with Blizzard, um, where I could always, to some people's, in some people's minds, rationalize what they were saying about. I think they were, they, it was arguably understandable, the decisions they made. Here, I think it is uh, objectively deceptive, and I don't understand how they came to that decision other than, uh, you know, a certain level of disrespect for their player base, which, again, I, I think all of the other issues that we've had before, there were logical explanations for all of them. Here, I don't see one, and I'm a little bit pissed. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, and, and this is a saga that's been kind of unfolding for uh, over a week now um, since the release, which was actually like, um, going back to the, the very beginning, a really quiet, understated release that actually passed a lot of people by. You know, I've had I've had reforged pre-ordered because I'm a mug um, since uh, BlizzCon um, 2018. Uh, when it was first announced um i'm very much enjoying my meat wagon mount in wow thanks for asking it's <laughs> turned out to be the best thing about the purchase and um uh, and, and probably and genuinely the only reason i wouldn't ref, uh, refund because i love that thing if i if i end up having paid 40 dollars for that meat wagon mount i'm okay with that um and no, it's true i've definitely got more than 40 dollars worth of fun out of it anyway sorry moving on to each their um, own 
proper gamer talk here. Um, so yeah, it actually went under the radar a little bit when it first released. For the first couple of days, um, no one really cared about it. Uh, uh, YouTube creators and, and, and things as well, to be fair, um, until it turned out there was stuff wrong with it. And then suddenly everyone wanted to know about it. Um, which is absolutely fair enough. May also tell you something about our culture as well. Um, and you're right. There's 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 a lot of things that people are justifiably upset about, which then kind of bleeds into some things which people um, are upset about, which I I kind of am a little bit iffy about. But going to your general sentiment of it, it being one of the first times that you're kind of genuinely disappointed with with the way Blizzard has approached something. I, I I don't think you can really disagree with that. I mean, for me, the the creative decisions and changes that have gone into it, I might not agree with, but I can understand. So you're talking about the cinematics, which has been a big um, uh, talking point. And yeah, the uh, the Culling of Stratholm cinematic that was shown at BlizzCon 2018 with its new camera angles, much more cinematic, super exciting. And they said at the time that they wouldn't be reworking um, all of the cinematics. Um, oh, that's so, the cutscene. They said at the time they wouldn't yes, be reworking the cutscenes. Yes, for the cutscenes, right, yes. Yeah, and they said at the time that they wouldn't be reworking all of the cinematics to the level of the intro cinematic that they they introduced at 2018 as well. Um, but the impression was still that they would be doing a lot. Um, and yeah, that Culling of Strathone cutscene with with all the swooping cameras and close-ups and, and uh, you know, like exciting kind of reimagining of things um is completely absent from the game which is a baffling decision because that was in the playable demo at 2018 so it wasn't just completed it was in there you know it was it was in the demo so to take it away is actually more work you'd have thought because it was, i think the it logic there, there would be if they're not going to rework even a little bit the other ones which i don't buy for a second that it was oh we don't want to stray too far from the original one the the whole point of the the reforge which i think i might title this episode uh reforgery this is a nice. forgery oh do you know what i'm just going through youtube videos here right now and a creative titles sort of dumping on warcraft 3 reforge and mm -hmm. i don't think i've seen that one that is i don't you know it, you have to have a fresh mind for i that. think you need the word lies in big letters as well oh, that's that, the one that's, that's a little most bit too popular. far um yeah. like they like yeah but do you know what okay this is a good time to address this i have a visceral hatred and contempt for that kind of content creation oh Angry well thanks YouTube. a lot um thanks you know what what else you know here i am i'm around your house sitting next to you doing this podcast i came I'm, all the way to finland for this and you just go and dump on my content well fine my uh, point is the angry YouTube is uh, a, a, an area of the internet that I, first of all, don't associate you with, uh, thankfully. You're okay, I'm kind staying. of That's the opposite. Fine. Thank you. I'm, I have to lie a little bit to get you to stay. Um, but <laughs> Lies! <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the issue is, in this very instance, I agree with the sentiment that they're expressing I just think the form is really problematic. Um, yeah. There is, and, um, and it's also a, not even boy who cried wolf. It's just that they're always angry. So it's kind of a, well, you know, a, a stopped clock, a broken clock is going to be right twice a day, right? Okay. Yeah, and it's case, exhausting. And, but it um, is, you know, yeah. It, it, I, it, I, does, it, it does 
result in because you jump on everything instantly with the kind of with, minimum with of, such of research or and just, consideration. Yeah. yeah, so you get things wrong, um, unfortunately, if, if you react to things in the moment. That's just going to happen. Um, I will stick up for the devs um, a tiny bit on the whole cutscene issue. They they said they said at BlizzCon 2019, in you say an obscure panel, it was the only Warcraft three panel. So if if you're if you're interested in the Warcraft three reforged chances are you would watch that panel i'm not sure how obscure it was um and it was the, it was the official warcraft 3 reforged panel right and I, I do said, say obscure because i think a lot of people who are buying warcraft 3 do it uh, reforged and by the way we should mention they did a it like they took a first step towards like the only thing that would make uh, uh sense which is allowing anyone to get a refund at any point for without any reason which I think they it, absolutely they should do that. Oh, but for sure. My the reason I'm saying obscure is that people who bought it bought it on the strength of the communication of the announcement, which was very splashy, and the remade cutscenes were part of the trailer and very much mm -hmm. part of what people and people understandably thought that the cutscene would be cutscenes would be remade in, to that level. No, and I, 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 and so, I totally understand that. Yeah, the, my those point people is would that, not have seen the panel, but fair enough. Yeah, it was. I no, no, no. That's yeah. that's fair. That's fair. But my my point is that they said at that panel that um, the reason they wouldn't be do, redoing all of the cutscenes in that style, because of course all the cutscenes are technically remastered. They're using the the new models and and uh, you know in in that respect they're as remastered as the rest of the game is. Um, and they said that that was a creative, I mean, this is what they say, but they said this um, was a creative decision because of the backlash against that after it was announced that they would be doing it, um, which in fairness to them, although I don't really think that is the real reason, uh, I think it's probably definitely a reason to do with it being less work to do so and it just being a bigger job than they're expecting. In fairness, I do remember that backlash and it was real and it did exist. Um, when mm. um, it, was, it was announced they'd be redoing all the cutscenes like the culling of Strathholm, there was a, a very vocal element of Warcraft 3 fans on the internet who said that was not acceptable and kind of in, in, in the same vein as the No Changes classic guys, they were like, no, 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 please keep it as it is. We don't want any new reimaginings. We don't want... We we want just a remastered version of the game that we love. Mm. Jokes okay. on them; they didn't really get that either. But yeah. it was definitely there. It, um, that that element right. was definitely you there. Know, so it it's I, not made up. And and I whereas I don't agree with it. If it was a genuine creative decision, I think it, it's a terrible idea. They should definitely have have have, have redone all the cutscenes. Mm. That's cool. They should definitely have left the one that was in there. Um, but. Uh, there is you you could feasibly believe that as truth and you could right. believe it as a creative decision what the, the the big problem for me is all of the online functionality and right. um and all of the uh, online features that are gutted or missing now a lot of those we were told in advance wouldn't be there at launch like ladder and clans those are coming later we always knew those were coming later um and um a lot of them are just clearly bugs with moving to a new client um, which in itself isn't a bad idea. Um, the, the whole point of Reforged was to kind of uh, rework the in, how it works internally and just make it better for everyone, whether you play classic or not. So um, I, I feel like um, a bit of clarification should be here. 
it's it's not the classic game that you can't play anymore. That that is still there at the touch of a button. It is just the client, the online client, that is different. So it just affects how you get your custom games out, how you join custom games, um, how you how you make wait, custom games, the builder, and there are still things missing from that. There is an element. Wait, wait, of... wait. Sorry, I want to be clear about this one because that's not how I understood it. The mm. classic client is still in there if you want to launch Warcraft three classic as it is if you had already bought it you will launch the old client not the reforged client which is a little bit tweaked uh, is no, that the that's case not true. no oh no, okay no, all right you, so the no. classic client has disappeared yeah but you don't uh, you don't I, I think a lot of people are taking that to mean that you are stuck with the new graphics and and things if if you don't okay. want them that's that you you can you can go back to like appearing to play classic at the touch of a button if right, you want right, no, right. obviously okay. all of the all of the uh, client infrastructure is is now moved over which was again always going to be the case so there is at the moment an element of that thing of you know when you're getting your bathroom renovated you you can't use your bathroom while it's getting done um and yeah. then you come back and you've so, got a lovely new bathroom so a lot it, of this will the issue change with the fact different. That it's not just a change well i mean once every functionality is restored maybe it's going to be better but in the meantime the people who were still using those and maybe a lot of people weren't using those and and are saying they were because they want to be angry but still you had a functionality that you now cannot use with all of these you know clan and ladder and and if you're into warcraft 3 competitive that's you know a big deal and yeah, oh for sure. On, I'm not, even, I'm, even if it's not on the principle of it, I have an issue with it. Yeah, I'm, I, and I'm not defending it. I'm, I'm just mm. like clarifying it because okay. a lot of people Fair. are just saying there is no ladder or there is no clans, and it's like, yeah, at the moment there's not. Um, but it was always going to be like this. It, we, we were told in advance that this was going to be the case. Mm. And we were told back in like BlizzCon was the earliest I remember being told that ladders wouldn't be there at launch, but were definitely coming um yeah. uh, in 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 a major patch later on tournament mode is gone for good which is annoying and rubbish um there's big issues with the uh, with the new graphics and new animations as you mentioned and coming at it from someone who doesn't use the online client that much <clears throat> and whose interest in uh, reforge comes purely from someone who wants to play the game from like a law point of view and just kind of you know an interest point of view um uh, that's the biggest thing for me like why am i stuck in 20 fps graphics um for 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 some animations and things it's horrible and it looks disgusting and it doesn't work very well and it's very clunky um there are issues with uh, promises of a new ui that never really came to fruition um and loads of connection issues as you can imagine the uh, the builder isn't transferring things because you know you've got millions of of custom games that have been made over the years and the plan was to just create remastered um versions of all of the in-game assets that you could use so it should transfer uh incredibly easily you know and automatically if you had a custom game that was made with the old assets well there's a new version for each of those assets so it should automatically just upgrade and be fine that hasn't been the case and that hasn't moved over um and those are the really big things is is, is the things that actually affect people's kind of day-to-day gameplay experience uh, I, I a number of those we were warned about and are part of the plan which seems like um 
it seems like a harsh thing to be super annoyed about, even if it's annoying in in the moment. But a lot of them are much bigger issues than that, and that's that's the that's the big thing. Which and I totally agree with you that it's completely unacceptable and not up to anyone's standards, let alone the standards that we'd like to imagine Blizzard keep themselves to. So this is in no way a um, a defense of of anything that's gone down. Um, you know, I'm 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 willing to give the devs a pass for things that they say are creative choices, like the cutscenes, because okay, fine. Um, but when it comes to actual integral programming, which this is, um, I mean, I don't see how there can be much excuse to be honest. Yeah, I mean, even Isn't you it? know, even for for those things, I, I feel like if you add up all of the things that, and maybe I don't follow Warcraft three enough i didn't even buy it so maybe you can dismiss my my opinion on it but it does feel deceptive in a way that it hasn't in previous issues and that is what what i have a problem like logically you can line up a lot of uh a reasoning for it like not log factually you can line up a lot of reasoning for all of these things i just feel taken as a whole it's it's it feels deceptive anyway so the the other side of this which i think we should address is the uh, mod rules um as i mentioned part of it is you can't create your own assets um part of it is you can't use any other companies or persons ip um and that is explicit in the eula now which it already was in the starcraft remastered eula which i can understand like those i have zero problem with it's like yes things have changed and your old mod that were based on dragon ball z are not gonna even be available that i can live with i think it makes sense it's not the, the same world and blizzard is not gonna take the risk of being sued because you decided you wanted to use another you know disney's ip and do a marvel's avengers game inside warcraft 3 i'm sorry that's not how the world works um one that is a little bit more iffy is a blizzard owns everything like they own anything you make in the mods it's like name gameplay assets well assets it's their own but everything is part of blizzard and if they want to reuse it in any way they ha they can and they don't have to compensate you for anything um it sounds a little bit more harsh it obviously is understandable because of the Dota um, issue, which Blizzard has lost and and wasn't uh, doesn't have any rights on on anything when it was created in their ecosystem. I think a company could understandably make a different choice and leave a little bit more of freedom there. Um, I don't think one thing which is puzzling is that. They're saying they own everything, including like gameplay, but gameplay is not something that you can own. Gameplay is not copyrightable. It's something that is akin to fashion or um, cooking. You can't trademark, well, you can trademark anything, but you can't copyright a, a dish or a recipe. You can't copyright a design for a garment. Uh, it's the same with, with gaming as we've seen um very like all the time we see that all the time no one owns the fps no one owns the battle royale genre thank god no one owns uh the the auto chess genre and it's obviously the same it would hold not hold in court for a second if a uh, creator made a mod and liked the concept and then went 
somewhere else to make another version of that concept of game. And Blizzard couldn't do anything about it. And I don't know how much of it is legalese. And, but so this I have a lot less of a problem with than everything we talked about before. I think this is a little bit of hyperbole and like not being realistic in your complaints when, because people have been equally angry about those two aspects. And mm-hmm. this one, I'm not like, yeah, I and that one, I'm, I'm with you. I have zero patience for people being angry about that one because, um, well, for a start, a lot of what you just said is wrong and that's fine because it's being badly reported. Um, and, uh, so, okay. Um, just a couple of things I picked up on what you said there. Okay. The idea that you can't use other people's IPs in your custom games is, 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 is being misunderstood a lot. It refers specifically to assets from other games. Okay, and other media. So if you want to make your Lord of the Rings custom game, you can do that and you can call it Lord of the Rings custom game and you can have all your characters called Frodo and and um, uh, Gandalf. Give me some other Lord of the Rings people. Um, Gandalf. <laughs> um, and that's absolutely fine. That doesn't go against the EULA. What you can't do Are is you sure? literally take... I'm certain I've, okay. I've, I've had this cleared. Now, the right is there for Blizzard to take it down if you do call it Lord of the Rings, but they right. can take it down if you call it Warcraft 3 Reforged. They have the right to take down anything they want. Well, they um, can they can take it down if you call it my my mod. Like, they can, t- yeah, they can exactly, do anything exactly. on so their that's, platform, that's, which is understandable. Again, that's quite a, a, a deceptive kind of way of looking at it. Um, the, the EULA is there, and it's I'm reading it right now, it specifically stops you using assets. So that doesn't mean IP. That means literal models or graphics or musics um, or other game building elements, which, you know, is it would be it would be kind of neglectful for them not to include in that. They're saying don't steal from other games, um, which we don't own, which is, is a pretty fair rule. I mean, if I was, you know, that they have to kind of cover themselves with that. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's what that I mean. And again, that's sorry, been widely just, misreported. I'm, I'm reading it right now. And I think we're quibbling about details because I'm pretty sure it would like, it doesn't change our, you know, our opinion on it, but it does say, um, you represent and warrant that never the content, uh, uh, that neither the content you use to create or incorporate into custom, any custom games, nor the compilation arrangement or display of such content, collectively the user content, infringes or will infringe any copyright, trademark, patent, trade secret, or other intellectual property right from any third party. I'm pretty sure the name, the Lord of the Rings, it is part of the IP of uh, the Tolkien estate. Um, so I, I would... The way I'm not a lawyer, maybe you talked to a lawyer and they said it was fine. Um, But when I read, you can't use any other copyright, trademark, patent uh, or other intellectual IP rights of any third party. I understand this as everything. Well, the proof is in the pudding. And the thing is, the other thing people forget is Mm. this has been the EULA since 2012. Right. And it didn't, I mean, this is the same as in they, as the EULA they introduced after the whole Valve incident in 2012. So the other thing is, this isn't new. Mm-hmm. This has been in place since then, 2012. Yeah, that part, definitely, yeah. Um, and 
the the evidence suggests that they haven't been taking down games called um, uh, Lord of the Rings with with uh, IP infringements in those, and it's the exact same EULA. So I would suggest that that's not really something to worry about. No, on that, on that I I completely agree. I think this is legal stuff they have to put in uh, to be able to say, well, you know, it was in the EULA, and uh, it's it's kind of the inner workings of how these things work and and yeah so bottom line it's like when you see a movie and they say you know no characters in this movie are based on real life characters yeah. and one of the characters in the movie is called Rupert Burdock and he's a media baron <laughs> and it's like you know i think it might be based on a real character but it's they just have to put it in there mm. all right so anyway that is our thoughts on uh the the Warcraft 3 Thing. It took a while, as you could have guessed, um, but that's what we think, and you can uh, take that home. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't take it home. Refund it. Send it yes, back. Exactly. That's a reforgery. I'm going to push that button. Nice. I, I, can I just say that's excellent? Thank you. I'm, and I might steal it. I, you have no listen, ULA. I'm stealing I, Yeah, it. that's what I was going to say. I <laughs> grant you I grant you a perpetual, transferable, uh, free license to use that uh, punch slash joke uh, in any content you see fit. I mean, that's very kind of you, Patrick, but I don't need it because you don't have any ULA, <laughs> so I'm just going to take it anyway. Well, you didn't read what's on my website, which says by appearing <laughs> on any of Patrick's podcasts, you, oh, you didn't oh, get it. Oh, God, I just said accept all. Oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> All right, GeForce Now is available for free and you can stream any game. Um, there's a paid version, which is only five bucks a month. And that gives you a bunch of other um, uh, uh, perks. GeForce Now is the game uh, cloud streaming service from NVIDIA, which has been in beta for like, I don't know, 15,000 years. Um, and it's now available for everyone. The free tier is a little bit less capable. You have less priority to get access to the games and servers. And um, you also get limited play sessions. So you can play for an hour and then it stops. The paid tier, you get six hour sessions, I believe. So most people's uh, sessions will be fine. And you get access to RTX graphics cards and uh, higher priority on stuff. I don't think it means you get better like uh, resolution or frame rate that is the same on both uh, offerings, but it does mean you get better quality graphics because you have RTX and, and stuff like that. Um, so essential, and oh, also for those who don't know, GeForce Now is not a new platform. It adapts Windows games to be streamable in an easy-ish interface. So when you launch a game, it essentially launches a Windows session uh, with only the launcher or the uh, game itself. So you can play games from uh, Uplay, Steam, uh, Battle.net, and a bunch of other things. But the games have to be a little bit adapted to run on the platform, but it's a, a, a very small formality to do it. Uh, unfortunately, Control, which is a game that takes full advantage of RTX ray tracing technology, is not available yet. I'm sure it will be soon. Um, have you had a chance to give it a try? Do you know if this is a Stadia slash Shadow PC killer? I'm afraid not. No. All right. Um, I listen. I don't. I don't have a, a GTX 2080 Ti so that I can stream my games. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, 
I've got it so that I can I can run it on my beast of a computer with its really cool LGB lighting. So I'm going to be a very late adopter to this. So I'm, I'm going right. to need you to I'm going to need you to enthuse for me and and convince me. Right, because the thing is, uh, just like all of those other streaming services, unlike things that we are being promised with xCloud and the subscription services that would be attached to it, uh, you need to buy the games. On, well, I mean, it's not like Stadia when you need to rebuy or buy them specifically for Stadia, but it's not a subscription service in the sense that you would get a bunch of games available already. It's the games you already own on the Windows platform, which most of us own a ton. So it's we already have a ton of games available there. Um, my experience with it was not optimal. Um, I think we don't have servers close to uh, where I live in Finland. Um, it, it, my experience with Shadow PC and Stadia is really good from where I am. It's not great from for GeForce Now. It was like uh, 1280p, 1280 uh, resolution, and like 30 FPS was the best I could get. Um, but that might be because I'm I'm not very close to it. The UI is also not awesome. Like I had to manually relog into the Battle.net launcher every time I would launch the service, every single time, and it would lock me in French when I, I set it to English again every time. Um, so that was a little bit frustrating of an experience, and I didn't find a way to do anything about that. But that being said, it completely works, um, and it is free. And if you are in a location that has a better uh, version quality of the service, it is really awesome because you can have your Mac or your Android uh, phone, and I'm sure soon it will be available on, on iOS as well. And you just press a button and you start playing and it actually works, even if it doesn't work super well. It does make me understand why Stadia, which, oh my God, they continue to be the worst version of that service it could possibly be even though i still believe in the core of it and i think once it's free it will be incredible but i understand why stadia said we need this to be a platform for which you develop games because trying to run windows games in that format it is clunky sometimes you get the launcher that displays in a weird way and then you have to log in and like i understand why they did it now it might still be Stadia's downfall because games don't come to the platform. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But from a usability point of view, I am much more understanding uh, to Google's decision to make this a platform for which you have to port things over than I was before I saw um, GeForce Now. Now, again, that being said, GeForce Now works for free or for five bucks a month, which is super cheap. Um, and it works really well. I still prefer shadow i think because you run an actual pc you have to update it you have to download it all of it but in, again in my short experience it worked a little bit better but uh, it's more polished but there are there's definitely a way that nvidia polishes this to the point that it is on all counts uh the choice if you want to stream your existing games so We'll yeah, and I think from from a kind of like a, an ideological point of view that's what you want as a consumer you want the idea from something like Shadow or, or uh, like GeForce Now, that you're essentially just renting a really beefy PC to play a game on. And like, to play um, a game you already uh, own. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and and like that's 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 what's appealing to me about it. Um, and I would imagine most other um players as well. So that from if I had to choose one to go with now, I'd I'd totally be going with the shadow and the, uh, in, instead of starting mm. it. So yeah, it's, it's interesting looking at it. It's definitely the future, but I, I I fear that future because I love buying bits for my PC. I think you know? you'll still very much be doing that for a very long time, especially if so, you have... Patrick, you know, if I don't, I'm going to blame you. <laughs> um, I should say, however, that uh, Shadow PC is, is much more expensive. Um, so there's that to take into account. Uh, as I joked on DTNS, it's infinitely more expensive than the free version of, of GeForce Now. Um, and it's A math joke, times. I like it. It's, good, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the, the, the new version of Shadow PC, which is going to be available like in the next few weeks, is three times more expensive than the $5 a month thing for GeForce Now. Um, and it also doesn't have RTX level capability. The RTX level capability version of Shadow PC has been delayed it seems like significantly <laughs> months, if not a year, um, which it was supposed to launch in in uh, February. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. But um, yeah, so I, it's the early days of that technology. And again, it's showing that there are many ways of implementing it. And the best, the most user friendly should win out. I think, let's say I would be surprised if the, the most user friendly version doesn't end up being xCloud uh, <laughs> to yeah. the game pass but uh, we'll see uh bombshell in, for those who care who probably aren't like most gamers but uh dan hauser one of the two co-founding brothers of uh rockstar games famed uh creators of gta and the red dead redemption uh leaves the company he was on the sabbatical since the release of um R red dead redemption 2 a little bit under a year ago and uh he oh over a year ago and and he's now actually leaving the company we don't know why we don't know what he's going to be doing uh but kind of following the usual template when these things happen um it, it takes a sabbatical of a year and then when he, we've the, the uh execs have shown that the company can run without him uh he announces he's leaving so that there isn't a huge panic it happens all the time um it's a pretty big deal because Rockstar is arguably the biggest gaming company in the world. Uh, they don't release many games, but all of them are uh, earth-shattering. And uh, he is the creative genius slash driving force behind the impossibly ambitious uh, games. He's the main writer. And and yeah, it's a big deal for, for that company, which is a big deal for the industry. I'm... Not sure I care hugely. <laughs> you sound like you care. I cared at first because I was like, wait, 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 Dan Hauser. That's the one that Daniel Radcliffe plays in Game Changers, the BBC <laughs> Two uh, drama from 2015 about, 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 you know, Grand Theft Auto. And then I realized, no, that was Sam Hauser and that I got my houses mixed up. Yeah, um, the brother is still the there. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Ratcliffe still works for Rockstar Games. That's the important thing I think we need to take from this. No, Ian Kiratard has left. Sam Hauser. Um, so, who wasn't as important in that Dan, show. Dan, not Sam. Dan. No, Dan. Dan. Yeah, yeah. Dan you has said left. Sam again. Yes. No, well, you're just getting them mixed up, though. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, Dan has left. Poor old Dan. Um, no, uh, but because my entire experience of knowing who the people that work for uh, any gaming company are is, is based around, you know, film media. Mm -hmm. 
um, and he wasn't so important in that show, uh, then I've always seen him as not so important. And it's only actually kind of reading up on the stories as they've been coming out in 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 sort of uh, games media this week that I, I've been struck by just how important he was um, as as part of the creative force of it. And and you're right, he was he was the creative one in many in many ways. Um, which is, I mean, is that going to affect games that they've got coming out? Do you think? Or, I mean, the the way again, I don't really understand. Uh, I don't know exactly how it worked internally, but the image we've had is that he was the the, the force pushing towards impossible things to be made reality. Um, so the impression I would have would be that maybe future Rockstar games won't necessitate like two years of constant crunch to like push the level of detail so far that you're the one that people always refer to your horse's bulls will you know contract when it's cold like maybe things will be a little bit less crazy in that sense but who knows you know maybe sam is just as uh perfectionist as dan and maybe the entire ethos of the company is that kind of perfectionism um but so we don't know. But that's, if anything, you know, if there's something that I would kind of expect to happen, maybe that would be the thing. What so. if Dan was the dialogue guy and Sam was the horseball guy? <laughs> so now, now we've only got the horseballs. Horseballs everywhere all the time. All horseballs <laughs> all the time. Maybe. I'd buy that game. Yeah, yeah sure. Did, Why not? Well, you know, if you like games that are uh, uh, a little bit weird, uh, I wanted to mention this about Stadia. There's a uh, cross-bike game sponsored by Monster that is available on Stadia um, for 60 bucks, where that same probably subpar game is available for 50 bucks on Steam. So there you go. Stadia ah. is a huge success. Oh, and they <laughs> did announce that the free version is going to be coming in the next few months so not now so there you go the free version of stadia of course Hmm. nintendo you know what all of these companies might be making a lot of money but nintendo is making a lot of money i'm not saying they're they're making more but they sold like 20 million uh nintendo switches this year even though it's not uh, the the year is not even complete. Um, they increased their forecast to that uh, on on that. Um, they are on the trajectory of the Wii U almost. Um, the only console that sold more, I believe, is at that stage of its life, is like the PlayStation Two and uh, the Wii U. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield is by far the best uh, launch of a Pokemon game. Um, for like the entire history of the franchise i think the um game that that sold the most was uh 17 million and that was over the life of the game so they're already at 16 million for sword and shield so dexit schmexit i guess um (laughs) ring fit (laughs) adventures sold 2.17 million which it's a really good game but i was surprised it was that much um 16 million do you know how many um games how many uh units the best-selling zelda game had sold before breath of the wild more than five of course uh, breath of the wild sold 16 million to date right 
would you say, okay, I'm not going to uh, force you to, to answer. The, the best-selling uh, game before that was 8 million for a Zelda game. They are already at 16 million for Breath of the Wild. It's wild. It's like the success of the Switch and all of that is, is uh, kind of crazy. And uh, so... Yeah, good on Nintendo. They were I'm saying... rightfully so. I think, I, you know, I, I, I say this whenever I get a chance, but I think the Switch is my favorite console of the last 10 years. You know, I think it's a beautiful thing. And it managed, from a commercial point of view, it's captured that thing. I always think of it as being, it's the first console that's managed to replicate what um, music systems did. You know how like when uh, vinyl went to kind of cassette, everyone had to rebuy their entire music collection on cassette because yeah. <laughs> that's just what you listen to now. And then when it changed to CD, everyone was like, ah, oh, now I'm going to rebuy my entire music collection on, on PC. <laughs> and then it went to it went to Spotify and everyone was like, yeah, OK. Um, and you do it all again. You do it all on, uh, on, on you know, I you make your playlists and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and the Switch is the first console that's done that. It's come out and you've gone, <laughs> look, the actual draw with this console is the console itself rather than the games really to a large degree. So you're going to want this and you're going to want to buy all of the games that you already own again on the switch, because now you can play it on the switch. Um, <laughs> and, and there's no other consoles ever managed to do that, which is why yeah. it's so genius and why it will, it will be the best and most successful console of all time. And we'll all be happy about it. And yay, Nintendo and hooray. I think this is, you know, Nintendo is one of those rare companies where even though they are a giant conglomerate and make billions of dollars <laughs> selling you stuff you sometimes don't need and, and pushing the limit on, on what they can sell you, um, we all love them. And uh, in a way that we don't love the other companies. And that's, yeah, you know, sure. we're all happy for it. Um, and they are, you know, I think they are maybe a little bit more respectful than others in some um respect in some ways in some ways yeah, yeah. i mean not respectful just, in, the, in, in the way of making any online services work or anything like that <laughs> in other ways i mean even even on the on the money side uh they just announced did you see they just announced a subscription service for the fire emblem mobile game which is like blatantly <laughs> pay to win like it's adding uh uh gameplay advantages to the game anyway that's a mobile thing we True, real gamers don't care when, about those. When, when Nintendo do stuff like that, though, it's 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 noticeable what how much of a bigger pass the games community give them. It's kind of like when right? your when your granddad says something racist and you go, <laughs> "Oh, granddad!" Well, you would say that, wouldn't you, granddad? You and know, Nintendo it's funny. I was. I, I, I was saying that because of a, uh, something a little bit different. I won't get into it, but and and Your a racist people, granddad, I guess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but something about Nintendo and a, a bunch of people were like, "Oh no, it's just you know we're <laughs> we're we're just as harsh on Nintendo as we are on others." And I'm glad that you agree with me that we give Nintendo such a pass, and I'm happy oh, to sure. do it as well. But um, and uh they announced uh furukawa the president announced that there won't be a new switch model in 2020 like the rumored pro model i am certain that the rumors come from the work they have been doing planning to release in, t in 2020 as they do for all of their uh portable consoles but they were like all right we're still selling <laughs> the switch like so much Let's yeah. just let's ride this one a little bit longer, and uh, probably 2021 they'll you know your thing about rebuying the games. Nintendo is an expert at, at making us rebuying the consoles as well yeah. as the games, so we'll all buy a Switch Pro That's in 2021. Truth. truth. 
um they also said it, it was funny um they don't consider the playstation 5 and xbox uh, series x to have to be competitors to the switch they won't have a significant impact on the switch which no, I, I, completely I think they're completely agree. right about that yeah yeah, totally. yeah. They, yeah they've, they've they've managed to like just step out of the whole console wars thing with the switch and i think that's um really great <laughs> fantastic and talking about those bigger uh, manufacturers, uh, Spencer was saying that uh, the real competitors for Microsoft now, for the Xbox, are, I'm sorry, uh, Amazon and Google, uh, not Sony or, or Nintendo. They're all like, oh, we're not playing in the same. It's, we don't care about the other. I mean, I think there's a little bit less of a, a truth to what Spencer was saying, but it's true that they're you know, they they don't care about the same things anymore. Their subscription, mm. Xbox brand, ambient gaming, I think, is, as we coined the term, we own it, copyright it, no EULA can, can say otherwise. Um, ambient gaming is their thing. You can play their games everywhere, anywhere. They don't care about the consoles. So in that context, of course, Google and potentially Amazon are their competitors. Um, and... Uh, Sony is not in the same and even Sony is going to be using Microsoft's cloud maybe for PlayStation now but definitely for everything else so they are winning on all fronts yeah a bit disingenuous not to mention um, uh, PlayStation and that but yeah uh, the, the sentiment is is understandable for sure and by the way Xbox Game Pass uh, continues to be a really cool thing Final Fantasy 15 and Wolfenstein Youngblood are available in February. So, you know, it's funny. It's all of those games. I think a lot of people are thinking people are not buying games anymore because they think they will come to those services like PlayStation Plus or Xbox Game Pass. And, and maybe are people not buying games anymore because of this? I, I, surely there are some people who are going to think for some games, well, maybe I won't buy it because it will come uh, to one of those services down the line in a few months. Maybe it's true to an extent, but I think the large majority of people who subscribe to those services are core gamers who love games. Um, yeah. As a an illustration, PlayStation Plus has 36 million uh, subscribers, which is a third of the installed base. And PlayStation Plus is necessary to play online. So people who pay for those things, it's a small minority of uh, the player base. And I think those gamers, if there's a game they want to play, they're going to buy it when it comes out. They don't want to I play it in six months. So I'd love to see some games, figures on that because yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it impacts at all. It's a bit like when you see a film come out and you think to yourself, I can't really be bothered going to cinema to see that. I'll wait till it comes on Netflix. And maybe you will watch it on Netflix, but the truth is you wouldn't have gone to the cinema to see it in the first place. So it hasn't yeah. really yeah. affected that side of things. Exactly. Yeah, I think that is exactly the, the, the mindset of things. And for those games, the games that come to those platforms uh, i mean maybe i'm a little bit different because i do it for work as well so sometimes i do buy games that i don't maybe really want to play just to try them out to know what they're about but for a large part it's like when those games arrive it's games that i was thinking i didn't really want to play it but now that it's on that service maybe you know maybe i want to play yeah. it i definitely don't want to pay for it but now that it's on the service i play it anyway um so that's how i look at this uh what else playstation 5 is not being revealed uh now 
Sony had to come out because there were rumors um, started by the old reliable Reddit. Uh, I'm being cheeky. There are definitely leaks that are uh, that end up coming true that uh, leak to Reddit and other places. But there was persistent rumors that uh, Sony was going to reveal the PlayStation 5 on February 5th. That didn't come to pass. Um, and they so the rumors swirling around were thinking that in February something was going to happen. Sony came out and said, we're not ready to reveal the PlayStation 5 yet. So that what that tells me is um, that might be something that happens, I don't know, uh, well, we're at least a couple of months away. And another interesting thing, it was a survey, it doesn't mean anything, but PlayStation is asking... Uh, Sony is asking if people would like to see PlayStation 4 remote play on the Switch. Uh, remote play being the, the ability you have to play your uh, games on your console uh, streamed on a device in your home. That's actually a, 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 a something, a feature that many people forget about because I don't think it's very much suited to that use, but it's possible to stream to your, um, I believe even to your PC, is there an app on the PC? But to your phone, definitely. Um, and of course, people would love to do that on the Switch. But uh, I think that is interesting in itself. It wouldn't get a lot of use. But if, it, if this is a backdoor to see if people would be interested to play streaming games on the Switch um, for PlayStation Now, for example... That is extremely yeah, now interesting. You're talking. Yeah. Definitely. Although I have issues with the UI. You know, a UI designed for a giant TV on a tiny screen, it usually doesn't work super well. So it's not the primary way, way of doing it. I Listen, I have a giant TV. And when I play my PlayStation, I have to move my chair right up to it anyway. Because um, <laughs> the, the fonts and text on PlayStation games are so tiny. Very They're often, so teeny yeah. tiny. I can't do it. I'm, I'm sitting on my sofa. I'm like, yeah, but a Spider-Man, here we go. And I, I, I can't do it. I have to, I have to get a, a little chair and sit as I would for a PC right in front of it. Um, so yeah, that would be a worry for me. Definitely. Because I'm an old man with no eyes. That well, listen, you can buy one of those uh, little uh, uh, magnifying uh, lens attachments to your Switch, like we had on the on the Game Boy. And uh, that, would that would be a, a game, a, a, a magnifier and light yes. combo. I, I, I Actually, I think I saw something a few days ago uh, for the Switch that looked like that. So it might exist. Wow. I, yes okay fine i'll do that then. so you'll play your your playstation 5 games on your switch with that <laughs> sounds good um and a bunch of uh, tidbits to uh carry us over to the end of the show the wonderful 101 remastered was announced by platinum games i that's I never played the wonderful 101, but it seems a lot of people are very excited about this. It's it's being kickstarted, so um, yeah, there you go. Uh, are you a wonderful 101 fan? No. All right, um, but I'm I'm looking at the Kickstarter now. It looks great. I'll give it a quid. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Dota Underlords is coming out for real. Uh, on February 25th. So those uh, auto chess games are still a thing. Um, EA made a lot of money 
once again, you know, I like the subverted expectations uh, thing. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order made a lot of money, more than they expected. I think we kind of take it for granted um, that, you know, it's like, duh, of course, single player Star Wars game is going to sell, you dumb EA. Uh, Bought out think- uh, a, a week before the movie releases as well. Yeah. Uh, a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> I guess. And I guess on that one. It's probably, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, but it's, you know, I won't fault them for being conservative in their estimates. But they also made a lot of money um, with uh, life services and uh, income from the, um, uh, uh, you know, microtransactions. And that is something, again, that we take as, you know, I th- not to relaunch into the whole conversation about microtransactions but i really think again to that uh uh idea that we are a minority of gamers i really think especially for ea a game like fifa relies a lot for revenue on ultimate team which is essentially a a, a Mm -hmm. loot box driven game and i think a lot of people like us assume that people hate it that every player hates it my anecdotal experience and the uh (laughs) financial experience is that a lot of people play it and i don't think they're being forced to play it with a gun to their head a a lot of people play ultimate team and you they buy card packs and and exchange uh you know they they change their roster and they get good players and like and i think they enjoy it i I, yeah we've had this conversation on this very show before mm. so i don't want to go over too much old ground but yeah we we like to think that you know, ultimate team and stuff is something that, you know, EA are pretty sneaky about and that they, they sneak it in there and people are going to spend money on it without even realizing it's not <laughs> to a lot of people that buy and play FIFA and really enjoy it. It is one of the main draws of the game. Yeah. They like it. They, they it, like gambling is fun, man. Building up a collection, like opening card packs is fun. Um, you know, football stickers has always been fun. It's gambling in the exact same way. Yeah. Um, people just like it. It's like an, a genuine feature that they look for in that game. And then I, the next, I don't like it either, but you know that's how it is. The next step in that conversation is: is it moral? Sure, they like it, but is it moral? And that's a whole other conversation. Well, that's a step that I purposely avoided. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sure. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not going to get into it. But um, yeah, that's the next. But, you know, you know, smoking ask, and is drinking is very popular as well. And um, you yeah, and on that point, I think that. we we would dis- disagree as the characterization of that um, for these things. I don't think it's quite as um it doesn't hurt people uh, certainly not in the same way so um anyway well, that, you that's just wait you just wait until your your son works out how your credit card works <laughs> you might be you might be changing your tune maybe so uh, then let me ask you this would you rather he played fifa ultimate team well maybe not but your child um or start smoking and drinking Ah, well, no, that's a very good point. But um, yeah, if he, I think the, the conversation might change if he was using my credit card to buy his <laughs> drinks and smokes. You know, if he suddenly comes up to me one day and goes, oh, dad, I, uh, I think I accidentally spent £2,000 on uh, Wonderful 101 Remastered and uh, all its microtransactions, but I've got a really lovely cape now. I'm not going to pat him on the head and go, well, at least you're not smoking and drinking. <laughs> All right. So it's a that win is, for everyone. That is fair enough. Uh, you know what? I hope, I hope that uh, the 
game studio that Wizards of the Coast is creating is going to mm. make games that are so awesome that both our children are going to be playing them in a few years. <laughs> and we will love that and love them and love the games for all of it. That is what yes. I hope. And honestly, what took Wizards of the Coast so long to create a video game studio? I understand it's very different from what they're doing um, to begin with, but it's such a perfect, perfect fit. Um, I'm, I'm like D&D &D and, and Magic the Gathering are like part of the, they're almost video games in paper form. Um, so Archetype Entertainment is the name of the studio. And uh, I'm actually surprisingly excited about that cold corporate announcement of a studio opening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited too because I'm uh, a chump and I'm uh, <laughs> an optimist. And yeah, I, at the moment I'm I'm super excited and I I can't wait. Obviously, with Bioware people as well. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, it's Bioware people. They're going to create uh, new IPs, and uh, apparently it's going to be sci-fi. So that it's not going to be based on the existing IPs that Wizards of the Coast uh, owns. So that is also like, it seems like it's taking the right direction. So yeah. I'm excited. And that is about it. Uh, thank you so much, Nick, for joining me for those uh, super exciting conversations. If people want more from you, where would they go? Um, they would want to check out Taliesin and Evertel, um, uh, who is my wife and, you know, co-worker and colleague. Um, and you can check us out on YouTube and on Twitch and on Twitter. Why not? We'll see you there. Excellent. Uh, the link to the Twitter account will be in the show notes. For me, it is not Patrick on Twitter, as well as Facebook and Instagram. If you want to listen, if you want to see the path, the dangerous, treacherous path I have to walk to get to the well at which I draw I the it. water that <laughs> I drink. Like, it is video game platformer uh, uh, dangerous levels, right? Or, <laughs> yeah. I am, like, I, I have a... a, a or at a, the very least, Death Stranding levels. All right, you know, maybe that's more fair. <laughs> so on uh, on on uh, Instagram, you can find that. I'm not pa not Patrick over there. You can com comment and uh, discuss everything we said at frenchspin.com on the article for this episode. And uh, anything else you feel to like you want to tell us, please do so. We will be happy to read it. We will be back in about a couple of weeks. And until then, we bid you adieu. Adieu.